0: Andy, have you taken down your holiday stuff yet?
1: Have to, Dave. Have to. It, you can't start the new year out with the holiday stuff still up. It's 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 anathema to my my system. January first, done. So you're,
0: you're hard and fast. January first, huh? Has to has to be. Yeah,
1: I, I don't want to do it a day before. You know what I mean, you can't do it in December. That that would be that would ruin Christmas. You can't do it in December, okay. but but also I can't start the new year out with Christmas trees and Christmas lights. Like it's got it's got to go. New Year, clean house gotta be how about you are you are you are you going to go you know, following through the, the
0: 12 days of christmas and, and carrying on and so the so the outdoor lights had to come out you know they had to come down uh indoor is going to come down this weekend i think if if january 1st hadn't been like that attached to a weekend i probably would have uh, kept it up until the next weekend where i could just knock it all out but the way it landed this year uh, it was just convenient to take it down i cannot do anything in december i've seen people who the next day they have wiped yeah. out christmas from the calendar i i can't do that they hate I, christmas
1: Dave. those guys hate christmas <laughs> yeah
0: so so that's all good uh andy welcome we're at men of a certain x uh this is our second episode of the new year. Uh, we will, again, like I said last uh, episode, we're back on our normal schedule Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, enjoy the opportunity to talk with you, Andy. Andy, we've got a lot to get into today. The big news of the week, and I think it, it, it ties into a lot of the conspiracy theories and a lot of the, the craziness that goes on and missed disinformation. The Jeffrey Epstein list came out. Uh, yeah. And this, for those who may not no, or or not on socials, or not watching the news. Um, obviously, Jeffrey Epstein, a very affluent individual, uh, connected with and convicted of, in fact, uh, a lot of uh, child uh, pornography or pedophile type of activity. Um, but he is also very connected to high level uh, politicians or individuals in the public uh, space. Um, and of course, there's always the connections to him and Pizzagate and the Democratic Party and all the craziness, the conspiracies that go around that. He was uh, in jail uh, several years ago, and uh, one day he was dead. And of course, all the conspiracies about how did he kill himself um, when he's so heavily protected, how could this happen in jail? Um, never mind the fact that that probably happens more frequently than we care to know um in our our prison systems. but But, in any event, his associate uh, is in trial now, and the judge had ordered the release of logs that uh, of people traveling with Jeffrey Epstein and his associate back and forth to this rape island, as they would call it, or or some sort. Anyways, the the release of this list, the manifest that uh, people traveling were on there, uh, was released this week. Some high names on there. I don't know if there was any shocking names uh, on there. Again, this is no acknowledgement of guilt of their part of that they engaged in any sexual acts with minors or anything like that. Of course, the conspiracy spin wild. Andy, did you check and see if your name was on that list? I, I didn't. I, I was able to sleep peacefully
1: knowing my name did <clears throat> not show up on the list. So, you know, I, I did review it and there's actually a really good piece. I believe it was by USA Today um, on on Thursday that sort of helped debunk some of those. Uh, there, there's so much spinning around about this yep. list and who's on it, you know, and there are definitely some prominent names on it. I think most of them were already known. I don't, I, think, I don't think there's anything new that really came out thus far. The second list came out yesterday. I think there's, I think, three more perhaps still to follow. And, and so far, you know, I mean, I mean, this, the whole thing's, you know, a mess, unfortunate, you know, in in, in what was occurring, but that, no new information seems to come out as yet. Um, but But there's a lot of misinformation that's come out, a lot of accusations. Including nonsense from such uh, characters as Aaron Rodgers, who's now dealing with that, yeah. <laughs> right? But um, you know, it, it's unfortunate that that some people are being accused and associated with things that aren't true because it's really you know not a topic you want to be involved with if you had nothing to do with it, and, and that's that's starting to happen. So a good piece of USA Today is sort of debunking some of the manipulated photographs, um, and, and it's coming from all corners. There are pictures of yeah. Bill Clinton, Donald Trump that had both been manipulated. And, and lots of others, right? And so it's a time, it's a good reminder that we live in an age where you know you've got to question everything you see, don't trust anything you see, and sort of make sure you verify things before you get too excited because it's uh, there, there's a lot of bad bad info out there for sure.
0: Yeah, and I think I mean obviously the connection with child underage sex trafficking or pedophile uh, pedophilia or or however you want to term it. Um, That's one thing, of course, and again, these lists are not going to say that this person engaged in this act with this underage person. That's not what this is about. I I do think the troubling thing, and this is a point I heard brought up on a couple different uh, podcasts that I listen to, or or other news articles that I've been reading, is Jeffrey Epstein was not a good person. Like I, I know he had a lot of money, and he had donated some of that to the arts and charities. That's okay. That's fine. But he was not a good person. People knew he was not a good person. He had a prior conviction early in the 20 – I think it was 2008 or 2007, somewhere in that time frame for soliciting or for like a a teenage prostitution charge or something to that effect. And yet these people still, because he had money and because he had contributed to campaigns and political activities, they hung out with him. And again, whether these prominent – Public figures did engage in it. That's not for us to determine, um, and I, I I doubt this trial will determine that either. But they were connected to this individual, and they were his friends. I Ricky Gervais um, had a great. Uh, opening uh, monologue to the Golden Globe several years back where he poked at it and everyone was like yelling boo boo it's like hey he was your friend you were hanging out with him it's not I'm not this is not I mean you, you can you can hate it if you want but you were there you were the person there so I think this is a very interesting I think it's sad it's it's extremely sad but uh, any event uh, that news is out there that'll be dominating our news for the next while. And and again, for those who are committed to conspiracy theories and all of the other misdisinformation, this is just going to fan the fuel, uh, fan their fire, you know, and and add fuel to it. Um, and it's not really going to change any opinions one way or the other. I, I, at least I don't think so, Andy. Yeah, I mean, I mean,
1: there there are a lot of questions and concerns, right? Like you said, the, the perception of. Spending time with somebody who who has a, a a questionable reputation, right? When you're when you're a well-known prominent figure, a political figure, a person of influence in different ways, it just raises questions and associations that aren't necessarily in your interest, right? But you know, Epstein was able to use his money to gain access to individuals, to you know, gain influence to individuals. That's you know, that's what he tried to do. You know, whether they were wrong or not you know, we may never know but but not a good look right now it's not a good look to be on that list right David Copperfield doesn't need to be on that list right doesn't help yeah. him at this point in his life things of that nature um you know unfortunately it, it's it's a it's a sensational news story right it covers a couple of days until of course uh, Iowa politics takes everything over next week so, so it'll, yeah yeah a little, life, a little life and it'll go
0: away most likely. Very true. Very true. All right, Andy, let's pivot to another topic here. You want to cue up the music here, Andy? You know I do. You know I do. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> okay, Andy, another topic that's come up in the last couple of days. days. Um, after we concluded our podcast on Wednesday, um, the House Homeland Security Chairman, Mark Green, who's a Republican from Tennessee, announced a full committee hearing to evaluate the impacts of On the country's or on the country of the Department of Homeland Security's failed leadership, the leadership of uh, the Department of Homeland Security secretary for his refusal to enforce the laws passed by Congress, specifically, Andy, I'll I'll just quote uh, Chairman Green here. He said, For almost three years, the American people have demanded an end to the unprecedented crisis at the southwest border, and they have rightfully called for Congress to hold accountable those responsible. That's why the House Committee on Homeland Security led a comprehensive investigation into the causes, costs, and consequences of the crisis, yada, yada, yada. They made it clear that the leadership was failing here, and they're going to try to impeach uh, the Homeland Security Secretary Andy, we've heard a bit about impeachments for presidents. Yeah. That seems to be common uh, these days. Uh, not so much for cabinet secretaries. Uh, yeah. what, what do you think here?
1: Yeah, so Dave, a, a lot of things that I think here, right? So <laughs> I,
0: I knew you'd have thoughts,
1: Andy. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean look, it, it, are there concerns around the southern border? Yes. I mean, there, there's definitely legitimate concerns around the southern border. Um, the reality is, you know, or illegal border crossings were down over the last month, right? The, the the border crossing points just reopened yesterday, as a matter of fact, because numbers were down after they were closed because of some some increases. There's a lot to debate and consider in regards to the southern border, our security of that border, concerns over, the, over that, and a much broader conversation about immigration and what what's working and not working in our immigration system. There's there's fair discussion to have. It would be good for Congress and the president to, to pay attention to that and have serious discussions on that topic. This impeachment inquiry, however, is not a serious discussion, right? You—they're not going to impeach the, the Secretary of DHS. But what—what—what—what what, what, what gets my goat about this is this is maybe one of the best examples of, of fraud and waste by government officials, right? And and, and my, my, what I mean by that is there's gonna be a full Senate hearing, a full Homeland Security Committee hearing on this topic. That's a lot of well-paid senators. That's a lot of congressional staff time to prepare. That's the, the Secretary of Homeland Security attending, All Right. that's a very high cost event. And there's another cost to it because while they're spending their time with the theatrics of, of this discussion, they're not doing other important work theoretically as if Congress did other important work, which is a, is a big question mark at, at best. But we're paying for it, right? We, the American people, are paying for it. We're paying for them to put on this political theater for the, the hearing to, to go on, for Congress to prepare, for the Secretary to defend. And while we're paying for this, we're also, at a time of, of as the Secretary, of, or, I'm sorry, the uh, Director of the FBI said, of, of significant security concerns, right, terrorist threats, cyber attacks, a whole lot of things that are important to the American people and have consequence for the American people and we're taking away from that because congress isn't doing anything to address those concerns at the same time the secretary of Homeless Security is being removed from his post temporarily to address this this hearing and so it's just a cycle of waste when there's so much other stuff to do it's political theater it's the start of the election season right 2024 here we are so we want to show that you know biden is failing at the border his secretary is failing at the border and it's and it's all for nothing except for political points and that pisses me off because it's, it's time and money being wasted. It's your tax dollars, it's my tax dollars, it's America's tax dollars. We already don't have any money. We're already in a huge deficit and we're wasting it by paying these clowns. And that's not a, that's not a swipe of the GOP. There's many things to swipe of the GOP. It's a, it's a swipe at Congress in general for this kind of nonsense theater getting nothing done. It accomplishes nothing at the end of the day. It doesn't address the border issue any significant way, but it does waste the American people's time and dollars. Just a sensationalize an issue for election points. That sucks. That sucks for America. So it pisses me off, Dave. That's 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 how I see this exciting hearing.
0: I I rant on college football, Andy, and you rant on the the political theater here. I look, I couldn't agree more. This is only political theater. I think that's in fact what our politicians are are best capable of now is this political theater and trying to just you know rally the crack the whip or or rally uh, rally the bull pit or whatever, to say, you know, around a cause. I mean, obviously the border has been a cause for Republicans to go against Joe Biden. I don't think they can go against him against many other things because, frankly, I mean, some of those other things, the infrastructure is being improved, a lot of other things that have been working for the Biden administration. So the one thing that they keep going after is the uh, border crossing um, I don't think that the former president uh, had any other better solutions other than to build a wall that, that never really always got partially funded or whatever yeah. it was. But yeah. I, I think just this kind of stuff, though, does detract from the real business of the country and the real areas that should be addressed, such as inflation or some of the other e- economic disparity conditions across the country. There's so many other things you could tap onto, especially for the Homeland Security Secretary. There's a lot of other things that they can be working on other than to, to have an impe- uh, impeachment hearing around a cabinet level position. I mean, I think, again, it's just an, an atrocious area there. I, I do find all of this. It's it just a fascinating area because, again, the media will play up. You know, the, the migrants coming from Guatemala, Honduras, crossing coming across Mexico, they're all piling up on on uh, the the border there with uh, Texas and Arizona and, and California, it, it, and then of course all the migrant uh, transitions from Texas and Florida up to outside the vice president's house, up to New York City or Seattle, wherever they want to put them. I, I find these to be, um, you know, just I mean comical, but also very sad. It's just very frustrating to see this is this is where we are as a country. We can't really come together for a real immigration policy. So we do these tit for tat type of activities. So it's it is frustrating for sure, Andy.
1: Yeah. And and and, and there's I mean you start some important topics there, David. And and those are the kinds of things that Congress really could have serious discussion and debate about that would be worthwhile for the American people, right? Immigration policy, how right. we manage uh, you know, <clears throat> relationships with our You know, one of our most significant trading partners I mean, Mexico is in a significant part of the United States, you know, underappreciated by most Americans, but we do incredible amount of trade with Mexico, right? So there's important things to look at there to explore, you know, policy, uh, security, like there's real questions to ask and things to consider, but this, this hearing isn't that this hearing is, is, is nonsense. And that's the unfortunate thing, you know, that we're not, we're not addressing the issues that we could have really really good debate about and that would be good distinctions to make between the political parties for elections, but we're not instead of having serious debates and discussion, really proposing genuine ideas that we can discuss, debate and consider and vote for as American people. It's it's you know rah-rah, you know, the, the terrorists are coming across the border. And, right. and yeah, you know, there's there's very limited uh actual evidence of that. There's some concern for sure, but you know, there's this kind of stuff is theatrical. And uh, it's, it's unfortunate it's unfortunate. So Dave, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hit it before, before we go too long. But, but, you know, again, these things are interesting. Good to pay attention to them. We're going to see a lot more theater though, as, as we get closer to election time. And that's just, that's what we do as Americans. Yippee.
0: Yeah, they're, Andy, they're all military aged men. They're all going to somehow come and infiltrate this country and And subvert from within it's 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 proven out it's happened all over our history (laughs) right so Andy real quickly I do want to touch on Iowa the Iowa caucuses are a little over a week away I think they're about 10 days away Um, it obviously the the former president Trump is is well ahead in the caucuses it will be interesting to see if his the actual poll numbers uh, are what they are polling at now. I mean, he's about 50% now. Uh next it, depending on what polls you look at, uh Ron DeSantis and, and Nikki Haley are in that 8 18 nine, uh, 19 to 17% range and one could be second, one could be third. I don't think anybody's really um expecting any any change in that. However, the polls in New Hampshire are continuing to tighten a little bit in Nikki Haley's favor. Um, I think this is a crisis point for Ron DeSantis. We've said this before. If he look if if he's still close with nobody's going to debate who's going to win the caucus, but if if DeSantis, who has the support of the Iowa governor, if he's barely beating or in fact even loses to Nikki Haley. That's, a. I think that might be the end here. I mean, he may be able to last to New Hampshire, but I don't think much longer than that. What, what are your thoughts leading into Iowa and then New Hampshire?
1: Yes, I mean, it, it, it is interesting. I mean, last night, um, CNN hosted town hall uh, visits with with Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley to sort of make their case to Iowa and New Hampshire voters to some extent. Um, you know, so what's interesting is, is the trend, right? So DeSantis was high in the polls, right? Last year, he, he almost hit 30%. Still, you know, at that time, even his best fifteen percent behind Donald Trump, but his numbers have gone down. They've they've slightly increased, but really stayed kind of flat, you know, right now. And he today, he's just maybe a couple percentage points ahead of Nikki Haley, who's steadily risen and who's also the last week or so kind of gotten flat in Iowa. One, Donald Trump is is way far ahead. He's going to win the Iowa caucus, like that's almost certain, right? He's still got he's still got about fifty percent support right now. DeSantis, a little bit of Haley, and then, you know, Ramoswami, you know, further below that. I don't know if you know if Chris Christie's polling in Iowa. Um, so, like, like we said before, the, the, old, the old adage is that there's three horses out of Iowa, right? So really, you know, Donald Trump, DeSantis, and, and, and uh, Nikki Haley go out of Iowa and into New Hampshire, and they're all gonna make their case, right? Donald Trump, the inevitable. DeSantis finishes second, which is likely, um, you know, makes the case that he's the alternative. And Haley will plead that she's, you know, she's she's bringing the fight, she's rising in the polls, and then if she finishes second in New Hampshire, which is looking more and more likely, then she's saying, you know, she's got momentum and in going into this, and she's the real challenger to Donald Trump, the real alternative. It, it'll be interesting to see. I think this will probably, you know, between those two, we probably will see a couple campaigns end or become, you know, politically insignificant. And I think, you know, who finishes second in both of those. Um, will we'll be interesting both by Iowa and New Hampshire just because even though most Americans couldn't care less, you know, what Iowa or New Hampshire do or say, like, I, as Virginia, I don't care what Iowa voters think, but donations, finance, media attention comes along with those wins and losses, and so we're going to hear more about those that do well, those that break expectations, you know, if Nikki Haley surpasses expectations and polling numbers, that's a big story. If Mr. Trump stumbles, that's a big story. So, we're gonna see it, it's fast and aggressive from here, right? And, and momentum is still, you know, Mr. Trump's to lose. We'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting time, it, regardless of what you think about the candidates and politics themselves this time of season for, for nerds like me, I think for, for you, it's always exciting to see this process play out. It's part of the excitement of American democracy. It's, 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 it's a great thing. People go to the polls, they vote, they make decisions, they have consequences where peacefully, theoretically, electing our next leader and that's exciting and i say that dave because i know it's january 6th eve as we record this and that's almost as exciting for you as christmas eve so i don't want to take away from your excitement and joy there but but a couple
0: a couple thoughts very good Andy. i find it interesting is uh trump has stepped up his attacks on desantis yeah. uh, mostly because look if desantis is out of the race the the line of thinking is desantis is Groups or the the voters for DeSantis are more aligned with Trump than they are with Haley. Yeah. And if 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 DeSantis is out, that means you know more supporters to Trump. I'd be interested to see that play out. I, I'd like uh, it will be fascinating over the next couple of weeks. I do think he's not long for February, so we'll see how we, we go from there, but all, all very fascinating to follow up on. And of course, it'll be a topic here in this podcast as we, as we move forward. So Andy, let's wrap up this week, but I do want to do a sports, sports health check-in, you know, you've recovered from the lions, uh, not being, uh, not beating the Cowboys, of course. Um, How are you feeling headed into week 18, the final week of the season? Not much to play for.
1: Yeah, well, you know the Lions, I think, are going to play aggressively. I think they're still hoping that they can get the number two right if uh, if Dallas stumbles against Washington, and and you know Dallas might not feel like they've got a whole lot to play for, right? They might feel pretty secure where they are. Washington has nothing to lose, right? It could be Ron Rivera's last game. Their their quarterback's going to be starting. Is trying to make an impression because he's probably going to be benched, you know, at the end of the season. So they've got some things to fight for. I don't know if they'll do it, but but should they win, it gives the Lions a chance to get into that number two spot. So I think the Lions are going to play, um, which is which you know is exciting because a lot of teams are going to be resting this weekend. Uh, we're going to see a lot of backups playing football, you know, Baltimore, Cleveland, and others. Um, so I, I think it'll be fun to watch. I, I, I'm praying for all teams, you know, that nobody gets injured. You know, nobody wants to get hurt in week 18 before the playoffs. That stinks, right? So I'm hoping that, you know, those that are aggressive like the Lions will be, don't don't have any serious injuries going into it. But uh, you know it's, it's kind of a lackluster weekend generally because most people don't care their teams are kind of set a couple teams fighting for playoff spots that will be fun to see if the funniest thing I saw Ian rap report was reporting that. The Browns arresting their starters and, and making fun of Joe Flacco's ace, So I, I presume uh, Joe Flacco will be napping dur- during the game, right, just because of his, uh, he's being joked at for his, for his being an older quarterback, but it, it should be interesting, it'll be, it'll be fun to see, and then, then the playoffs will be set, and we'll see what's going to be yeah. happening in the second season there, so how, how do you feel about your Cowboys, are they going to make an impression here, are they going to fall like they are prone to do, or you think they got this?
0: Well, this is, this is, we'll see. I mean, this is where I always worry about the, the, the commanders or whatever the Washington team is. I mean, I, I felt this way on Thanksgiving and the Cowboys played a pretty close game with them until they blew it open near the end, the third, end of third quarter, early fourth quarter. But look, Washington, they always, play these games kind of tough it is Ron Rivera's last game most likely their quarterback is 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 again fighting for a position for next year and so the Cowboys whether they're the second they would love to be the second seed especially if they would play Detroit again uh in the second round getting past the first round but if they fall to the fifth seed I don't know if that's necessarily terrible either they don't get a home playoff game but at the same time as they'd play the NFC South so I think we'll see. We'll see how the game goes. Um, I think they're going to play to win. They want to get that second seed so they don't have to play San Francisco until the A- A- NFC Championship game. But we'll see. I do find it interesting too the the Joe Flacco being rested on his last week. This is over the last couple seasons. This is when he would play because you know he was you know the backup quarterback. He wasn't well thought of um, after his, he left the Ravens, but. But now, yeah, give Joe some rest so he can uh, be fresh for the playoffs. But that Cleveland team, I'm, I'm actually kind of pulling for. I, I kind of yeah. like what they've become. I mean, it's a, it's a fun team to watch, and they play good defense. So I'm excited about the playoffs. I think it's going to be great. The AFC is a mess, so it would be interesting to see how this last week plays out uh, for everybody there. So, okay, Andy, with that, I think it's good to put the bow on this episode of the podcast and for the week. Um, And we have exciting stuff for next week. Of course, always good content coming to you from Men of a Certain X. But Andy, I will catch up with you next time.